Flawcast, episode 94. Silence isn't golden. Silence isn't golden. It's yellow. Zell Miller. Flawcast. Flawcast. Get in the arena. Hey everybody, I want to welcome you back to a fun-filled episode of Flawcast. It's just going to be me again this week. Uh, once again, vacations, sicknesses, such, so on and so forth. Appreciate all the good feedback I got from last week's episode. So I'm going to try to do this similar thing again. Just try to keep this real short and simple. I got a, just a couple of real quick articles I want to talk about and then want to talk about uh, a scripture that's been kind of on my heart this week. So that being said, make sure you subscribe, share, wherever you can listen to podcasts, Flawcast, Flawcast CLE, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker, and on Rumble, we are on YouTube at the moment, Flawed Inc. Follow us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, doing well on Parlor, Gab, and MeWe. Get a copy of my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual, perfect for the upcoming Christmas season. Uh, that being said, going to get into the Pledge of Allegiance, so put your right hand over your left heart and repeat after me, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to a republic for which it stands, one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. All right, so I came across this saying the other day and I thought it really was very poignant for where we're at with things right now. The idea that silence isn't golden, it's yellow. And if you aren't as discerning as some in order to break that down, what that basically means is, you know, the old saying is silence is golden. Meaning, you know, there's another proverb that says, keep your mouth shut and let people think you're wise versus opiate it and prove them wrong. The idea that, you know, silence is golden is a bygone idea now, Uh, especially if you are a Christian, pro-America, patriot, if you question the results of elections, if you question the efficacy of lethal medication that's being pushed upon us these days. Uh, If you just question, if you're what is labeled a conspiracy theorist, if you are now labeled by this current administration as a domestic terrorist, which a report came out in July, uh, talked about on different podcasts, but that is the thing. If you hold fast to basic tenets of the Constitution and the precepts of faith, this O'Biden administration not consider you to be a domestic terrorist. And that's not hyperbole, that's not over-speaking or anything like that. That's the truth. That is according to the National Strategy for Countering Domestic terrorism report that the Obama administration put out earlier this year. It's a thing, look it up. But nonetheless, the whole idea that silence isn't golden, it's yellow. Meaning if you call somebody yellow, it's like saying you're a chicken, you're a coward, you uh, don't have intestinal fortitude. And right now, the fact that we are by and large in conservatism or the alt-right or right, whatever you want to call yourself, constitutionalism, libertarianism, our silence is a direct reflection of cowardice. And that goes specifically for the Republican Party. And I want to point that out as we get into this a little bit more. However, let me just start here with this scripture. There's a a scripture that came to my hearing the other day from a, a pastor I was listening to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it real quick, and so bear with me, because uh, those that know, know sometimes I have a difficult time reading just because of vision issues, but uh, this is Daniel chapter 3, and just to give you a little bit of backstory, the king at this time of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, made this idol, said, this is our God, we are now going to worship this idol that I made, who is now your Lord, you will worship it or you will die. 
So that was kind of the basic backstory. It's almost like you will do this or you will lose your job, so on and so forth. And then you got some people who, you know, were kind of the modern day equivalent of contact tracers, if you will. And they were kind of narking out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is a popular portion of scripture. We're going to get into it right now. At that time, certain Claydons came forward and brought malicious accusations against the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every Everyone who hears the sound of your horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, dulcimer, bagpipe, and all kinds of music to fall down and worship the golden image. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over their administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you, and they do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, gave a command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, fall down and worship the image which I have made very good. But if you do not worship Worship, you shall be thrown at once into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can rescue you out of my hands? Now, this is uh, verse 16. This is the part to take note of. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to rescue us from this furnace of blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But, here's the key, even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. I love the tenacity in the face of tyranny uh, and just blatant evil that these three young uh, Hebrew men displayed. And I think there's a spirit within them that we absolutely need in this hour. We need to start to say to, and, and listen, you, you got to know something. I'm not a partisan. You know, I can't sit there and say the Democrat, 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 although it primarily is being spearheaded by the Democratic Party. However, the Republican Party has, they're either acquiescing purposefully because their pockets are getting lined, they're absolute feckless cowards, which I think is the majority of them, or the handfuls that are standing up, they don't have the support in the platform because they're being all the platform. And they just don't, I think, have a grasp of the severity of the situation we're in. I'm going to come back around to this, but I'm going to read a couple articles. This is actually an article uh, from September 30th from Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas, be after the, the Clintons left there. But it says, shut up and obey is not a strategy for anything. The Bible tells us in Luke 8, 17, for nothing is considered that is not become evident, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Or as Shakespeare once put it in The Merchant of Venice, truth will come to light. Murder cannot be hid long. A man's son may, but at the length, truth will out. 
Uh, so basically what that's saying is the truth is going to come out. You know, you can't hide it forever. I would add that whether people believe it or not is another thing. And this is the whole idea of the awakening and where the purpose of where I want to start heading with this podcast is. But that's, I'm digressing. Despite all the power and influence of the government media and social media, you can only fool the people for so long and hold the lid down on the discussion of the chicanery before the under the radar chatter finally explodes into the public speech. We're seeing that happening all around us these days with the erupting backlash attempts of censoring everything from discussion on the vaccine side effects to the origins of the COVID-19 to the efficacy of natural immunity and the questions about the 2020 election. Attacking those who speak up only works for so long, particularly when influential people start speaking up, whether it be Eric Clapton, Nicki Minaj, French tennis pro Jeremy Shardy, who says he's suffering intense pain after getting vaccinated and it's derailed his tennis career. A similar thing happened with Eric Clapton. Uh, he took the lethal injections and had bad, bad issues with his hands. So he didn't even think he's going to be able to play again. Uh, now he's making songs like the true spirit of rock and rolls to, you know, when it came out, it was the like badassery into, you know, stand in defiance of the, the norm of the society, uh, you know, punk rock, certainly that spirit was there, if you will. But um, now it's acquiesced and coalesced and, you know, it's going along with everything. But nonetheless, once again, I'm sorry, I digress. Asking everyone to take a shot that might have been a tiny chance of serious side effects and you can't just order them to start up and take it without questions or else lose their job and all their rights which is authoritarian method in its administration as chosen right now americans are scared enough of covid to go along with that but shut up and obey is not a strategy that will work long term in this country likewise after being silenced and sham for months into questions without any suspects of the 2020 election the findings of various audits and investigations coupled with a indictment of top democratic lawyer in charges related to lying to the fbi to frame trump and the people for russia collusion as many people finally speaking up some are now prominent trump hating liberals who suddenly seem to have taken the red pill and awakened to what we have been telling people for years. So this is very pro-conservative, pro-Republican, which is not necessarily a stance I take. However, I agree with what he's saying here in this article. Liberal British comedian Russell Brand, who, by the way, I listen to his podcast a lot, and it's actually really good. It's changed. He's really starting to come awake. Admitted he was in, quote, awe, gobsmack, flabbergasted, and startled by the indictment of Michael Sutton and the realization that Trump was right about a conspiracy to frame him. Like too many people, Brand was getting his news from outlets that went on 24-7 about Russian collusion was quote-unquote absolute fact, so he assumed it must be true. Brand also said he wanted to believe that the Democratic Party is the party of exclusivity and diversity and truth and social justice and all great positive ideas, end quote. But he said, quote, to discover that this was propaganda, a construct, a confection by Democratic Party, who, of course, are now in government, is kind of beyond disappointing because you begin to question and query what other things may not be true, end quote. So to me, there is a point here. Shut up and obey isn't going to work. And it goes back to our response needs to be oh king i do not need to answer you you know if the god i serve if the god we serve will deliver us or not 
it doesn't matter. We will not bow before this. We will not bow before this tyranny and this evil. And I'm going to let, let me get back to the, another article I have here uh, by a gentleman named Wayne Allen Root. It says it's time for civil disobedience. Here is how we stop Biden vaccines. Uh, he just put a new book out. So I, I kind of highlighted different things in this article I wanted to talk about. If you want, there's links going to be provided below in the description. Uh, but Wayne Allen Root, I'm one of the few white conservatives in America who grew up in a majority black urban city and attended all black middle school, all black high school. So I grew up with understanding and appreciation of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and his extraordinary ideas and strategies, particularly civil disobedience. Dr. King was against any form of violence, so am I, but he understood that civil rights for black Americans would never be achieved without pushing the envelope. So Dr. King inspired protests, strikes, boycotts, sit-ins, and other forms of civil disobedience to get the attention of the government, businesses, media, and white America. It worked. Dr. King and his civil disobedience changed this country and helped achieve civil rights and equality for black Americans. Sadly, it's now for conservatives, Christians, patriots, and 80 plus million Trump warriors to adopt the mentality mentality, strategy, and tactics of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and black civil rights leaders because we are now the persecuted. It is our civil and human rights being violated. So once again, just to preface this, this is a very pro-GOP, pro-Trump gentleman, but I think the larger point stands. In response to the communist takeover of America, to the destruction of the record parcel of everything that made our country great, to the clear civil rights and free speech violations of the Constitution aimed at conservatives and patriots and in particular, the unvaccinated. The loud majority has outplayed and steamrolled the silent majority for decades with this strategy of intimidation. Well, two can play that game. We can't be silent anymore. We can't play nice anymore. And the main tactics we need right now is civil disobedience to prevent restaurants and retail stores from falling in line with clearly illegal and unconstitutional vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. Conservatives, Christians, patriots, and 80 plus million Trump warriors count. Our voices will be heard. You cannot discriminate against us. You cannot violate our civil rights. You cannot treat us as second-class citizens. This is how the battle for America's future will be won. Business by business, block by block, city by city. Just like the courageous black Americans who stood up to vicious police dogs and fire hoses and sat at the front of buses and sat in segregated lunch counters, we will employ the same nonviolent civil disobedience obedience, we will bring corporate America to its knees with boycotts. We will bring retail stores and restaurants to their knees with well-placed classical protests, boycotts, and sit-ins. Two can play at that game. We will be heard. We will not be allowed to destroy America or take away our civil rights. We will become the loud minority. You will listen or you will shut your business down. This is just a start. The time has come for bold and loud action. It's time for civil disobedience. Now, there is a common thread between Wayne Allen Root and Mike Huckabee's articles. And I'm glad that there's people that are in this right side, if you will, or this general conservative movement that are now starting to speak out. Frankly, I think it's been too little, probably too late. Uh, but the fact that people like this that are on that side are now speaking out is uh, excellent. If you are conservative by nature, you are conservative of everything in your demeanor, in your dress, in your finances, in your behavior and everything. It just it typically isn't just a political belief. It is a holistic belief how you conduct your life. That's why typically more people who are conservative, constitutionalists, have a, a, a precept, a belief. They have their quote-unquote religion that they practice in view of their God. Hopefully it is the Almighty. But I just believe that where we come to now, the time
time of sobriety and clear thought and engagement with the Almighty and then letting Him direct our deed and our word in reflection of His attitude and His thoughts right now towards the world is paramount. You know, in my book, uh, chapter 9, called A Warrior's Mentality, talk about Christ wasn't some Barry Gibb-looking, patchouli oil-smelling, you know, hippie. Uh, He wasn't. That just wasn't who he was. And, you know, there's a lot of people, I believe, that are touting a falseness in the gospel. And I believe they're touting that, always peace, always take it, always take it. Now, just to be clear, I do believe in peace. And that is something certainly that Christ preached and always talked about. You know, Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. This isn't what necessarily I'm talking about here. I don't believe it aligns with the character and the likeness of God. Now, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That is his, but not talking about vengeance. We need to come to the point where what we are realizing, this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. This isn't a left-right thing. This isn't a progressive alt-right thing. What we are encountering right now is a new kind of warfare. And for those who aren't familiar with the term, it's called spiritual warfare. Uh, Now, on a geopolitical level, you can call it third-degree warfare. You can call it modern warfare. Whatever term you want to put to it, the basic premise is we are literally entangled in a fight with evil. I'm not mincing words when I say that. And we've been saying this for a while, but the reality of it is, is that vaccine mandates, you can't go somewhere unless you take these lethal injections. There is something intrinsically wrong. And if you are a person of faith hearing this and you don't see that, then I'm sorry, I really don't know what else to say to you. Read Revelation 13 because the same verbiage where it talks about the mark of the beast system that you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade unless you have taken the mark and unless you have sworn allegiance to the Antichrist, you won't be able to, quote-unquote, go back to the new normal. And it's all about verbiage. Now, I also have conversations with people who are Christians who say, well, this isn't the end, this isn't the mark of the beast, blah, 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 there's no chip, there's no this. You know, it's coming. I'm going to say this again, Hosea 8-7, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We need to start engaging in knowledge and what's happening. The microchipping, it's just a matter of time. That technology is already here. You don't even understand. Bill Gates holds uh, U.S. patents that already have this technology available. The conditioning aspect right now, if you're listening to this and you're being programmed, you are being conditioned to accept this and you have not stood against the mask. You have not stood against the vaccines. You've not stood against closing down churches. You've not stood against closing down schools. Uh, Now children who do not need these lethal injections, you know, the big debate is that. Hopefully this is going to be the thing that wakes parents up. But my larger point being, I'm going to return back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now I'm going to read Daniel chapter 3, verses 16, 17, and 18 again. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answer the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to rescue us from the furnace of the blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hands, O king. I want this to sink in. But even if he does not, even if he does not, even if we get thrown into the furnace and we melt and go through this horrible, painful death, even in this world, if we lose our job, even in this world, if we lose our worldly possessions, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And it have to come to this point where they can't do anything to you. You know, Mark 8.36 says, what 
good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet to forfeit their soul? What is a man's soul worth? A man's soul is worth Christ sacrificing and dying and going to the cross and redemption for all of humanity. That's what your soul is worth. It's not worth the lavishness and the comforts and the creature comforts and everything that we've been afforded in this country. And, you know, I love things. You know, I love going to the record store and, and going to do this and that. You know, don't get me wrong. But, and this is where we have to realize, it is throwing your hand in with evil. If you're a leader of a church and you're considering shutting down again, if you capitulate with this, please spend time in prayer, and I'm not condemning you, but speak to the Almighty Christ. Let him lead you in the direction that you were in, and that let him speak to you and have the humility to allow him to course correct if necessary. And I'm speaking that to me and myself. Every morning I get up and I walk and, and I pray, and I'm like, God, show me, direct me, lead me, because I don't know. I don't see the whole horizon in my view. And we have to come to a point where we're beginning to listen to God. We're beginning to listen to experts, whether it be medical, geopolitical, eschatologically speaking, which is dealing with end time prophecy and where we're at. And if you speak to a lot of these people, what they're going to tell you is that we've been siphoned into this point in history. Jesus refers to it as the beginning of labor pains. I think we're probably a little bit past that, but unless we start to stand united together and say no, you know, Benjamin Franklin himself said that we will either all hang together or we will all hang separately. We're just going to be like Nineveh. I believe, and I've said this before, God spoke to Jonah. He didn't want to do what God told him to do. And then he got ate by a big old fish. And then uh, three days later, you know, he went to preach to Nineveh and they repented and they were given a stave of execution. I believe America is in the same position, but you need to wake up and you need to get the spirit that Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego had. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set that up. So let it be known, if you threaten me with taking my job, if you threaten me with the education of my children, if you threaten me with this or with that, you can threaten all you like. I am going to stand in defiance of that and live in freedom and live in the fullness of what the Almighty has made and created for me personally. And I'm encouraging you to do the same because let justice be done though the heavens may fall. What we see now is temporal and I'm telling you it's like a bully, but on a global level, we need to stand in defiance and have you ever dealt with a bully when you're a kid, one pop in the face is all it takes. You just need to stand your ground once. That being said, I went a little longer than I had planned to, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. I just want, while I'm doing these little solo things, to be short and brief and concise. So that being said, I hope this helped. I hope this encouraged you because I do want to encourage you. Find your grit. Find your intestinal fortitude. Live in accordance with God. Get right with God. Read the Constitution. Start to prepare. I want to encourage you guys. Start to prepare with vitamins, food, water, storage. Uh, you know, if you have, yeah, that'd be great if you had like a fireplace or something like that where, you know, all alternative methods of heat, um, just basic survival things, medical gear, bandages, first aid items, things like that. Uh, we're just really going to need that stuff because I believe we're moving into this time of dark winter. And if you were perceptive and know anything about that, you there you go. But uh, that being said, make sure you subscribe, share, leave a five-star comment if you would. We are everywhere that podcast are, Flawcast, Flawcast, CLE, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker. Uh, we're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. For now, Flawed Inc. Follow us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Flawed Inc., Flawed Inc.com as the website. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, MeWe. Please get a copy of my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. Hopefully it'll, it'll be a great Christmas prize for everybody. I will be more happy to sign a copy. I would be honored to do that. But that being said, stay strong and remember, 
you know, silence isn't golden. Silence is yellow. And when you call someone yellow, that means you're calling them a coward. So think about that. Your silence isn't golden. Your capitulation with this isn't golden. It's yellow.